Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. Hey friends, I'm so excited you're joining me today because my next guest is going to speak to your soul. It might happen in a soft, subtle way, or maybe in more of a, where the heck have you been my whole life? You're exactly what I need right now. Either way, you'll be happier here. My next guest, Wendy Valentine, has the most magnetic energy. She sparkles through the screen and oozes fun. But there was a point in her life where she wasn't always living this way. Wendy went from unemployed, broke, depressed, and divorced to debt-free, happy, starting her own show and driving across the country in an RV. Wendy had a midlife makeover that changed everything. So if you're feeling less than sparkly, maybe a little dull or a little darker than light, you are in the perfect place because your current situation can totally change. Your current situation isn't the destination. Wendy's now helping people all over the world navigate their challenges so they can live out an extraordinary life and create an enjoyable midlife and beyond. Wendy's a writer, a motivational speaker, a master coach, and the host of the Midlife Makeover Show. So I can't wait to dive in and chat about all the things. Wendy, I'm so (laughs) excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. That is like the best introduction ever. I was like sitting here going, wow, who is this person she's talking about? (laughs) I want to get to know her. I love it. Yeah. The the girl that's awesome. Thank you so much. You know, it's funny that you, uh, you chose the word, you said magnetic energy. And I would have to say people that energy is the word that people use to describe me the most, which is so funny. And you know what, though, and I'll just have to say, I think, I mean, for everyone, we're all energy, not to get super deep here, right from the get go. But, (laughs) but like, when you when you learn to tap into your energy, like, holy moly, that's when your life like really just explodes and takes off. And when you tap into the things that really, really matter, right? So yeah, thank you so much. I love uh I love I love being on your show and it's an honor. And I know we've gone back and forth over the last few months. Like, Wendy, get scheduled. I feel like you're definitely very persistent. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to dive into all the things. And I just want to hit on yeah. this too, just because you brought up this energy thing. Cause I think people, yeah. some people have this misconception about like being magnetic in your energy that you have yeah. to be like this big ball of like bouncing around and fun and energetic where really when you like tune into like your soul, if your energy is calm and quiet and grounded, like whatever it is that feels good to you, that energy is felt and it doesn't have to be like bouncing. You know what I mean? For some people it is, but Yep, uh, exactly. It's when you, um, it's interesting because I just put a post on this morning uh, onto Instagram and everywhere else um, about when I first started out of my solo RV journey. And one of the questions that people have asked me the most was like, were you lonely? And I, I wasn't. I'm like, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. But one of the greatest gifts that I got out of the whole thing was just really getting quiet with myself, really tapping into my thoughts and my feelings and emotions. And going back to the whole energy thing, it's when you cut the noise, your own internal noise, if anything, that's when you're that's when your soul gets louder, if you if you will, without it needing to prove anything to anyone. It's just like you, it sounds so deep and so crazy, but it's like you're a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. And when you become, you really tap into your true authentic self, you just can just be. It's so much more relaxing. You can just go out in the world and just shine and not, can I cuss on here? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. You can shine and not give a shit, right? 
<laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. And I think for me, uh, especially, you know, it's like I hit 50 and I'm at midlife and here I am now what, which is a, it's a common question. I think, especially when you hit midlife, it's now what, like I've done all those things you're supposed to do, you know, get married and have the children and the house and the burbs and I mowed the yard and I, you know, it's like, <laughs> I did all those things. Now what? Like the nest is empty. I'm divorced. What am I doing? And it's kind of a cool place to to get to because I I feel like you 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 write your story. You become the author. It's like when you realize that you're the author of your story, that's when the pen really flows, if you will. That's when you can go. I can do whatever the heck I want, you know, it's what age you're at really, but you really have to tap into the fact that you are the author of your own story. And mm -hmm. I, I was reading uh, on your, the podcast description about listening to people's stories and how we learn from other people's stories. Right. I learned even learned before we hit record, learned more about you and your story. You're hearing about mine but then I think the key is too, it's like learning from your own story. I mean, I don't think you live in the past, but I think it's so good to look back at your past because one of my favorite quotes from uh, Steve Jobs is, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So when you go back in your past and you you realize some of those common threads in your life, and you're like, oh, I went from this dot to that dot and then to almost to be uh, not almost, but to be grateful even for the crappiest of times in your life, because you're like, well, if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't have met this person or I wouldn't have taken this job or I wouldn't have moved here. And then because of that, it makes you relax a little bit more in the present moment and trust that it's all going to unfold. Each dot's going to come across on your pathway, however it will, you know? Um, absolutely. Yes. And you might not understand it in the moment. It might not yep. be yep. the best experience, but when you, yep. yeah, trusting the knowing forward, when you look back, yeah. you're like, ah, that's, that's what that yeah. was for. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, okay. So I want you to take us back to that time in your life before you made this complete overhaul. Like what was going <laughs> on and how did you muster up the courage to actually make some changes? Yeah, good question. Well, we'll go back like four or five years, four or five years ago. It was my midlife crisis, midlife meltdown, if you will. It was my breakdown. Um, and I'll paint the whole picture for you. I was literally laying on my bathroom floor, not sitting. I was laying on it, not, not even caring if it was dirty or not. Um, bawling my eyes out, and I know I'm going to sound like an old country song, but um, my brother died, my dog died, my cat died, my marriage died, and in an essence, I died. But so yeah, all of this happened within weeks of one another, and the the nest was almost empty. So here I was. With me, myself, and I, kind of going back to what I was saying before, like being alone with your thoughts and your feelings and as scary as they are, they are there to teach you something. Like, I felt like my soul was screaming at me, you know, like there's been so many times in my life where I, there's that inner voice that speaks to you, but then I, I ignored it for the longest time. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> time for that you know like and then finally I think it gets so loud where it just shakes you like you've got to wake up you know Wendy wake up and so here I am bawling my eyes out like oh my god I'm almost 50 and what the hell am I doing you know and to top it off I was unemployed I had just like a mound of debt we're not talking like 20 grand 30 like 
a mound like crazy. I don't even know how it's so bad. I don't even want to say it. Um, okay. At least uh, let, we'll just say at least $150,000, right? Mound of debt, unemployed. Uh, it's like, what now what, you know, there's that question now what? And so I had out of the blue, I had this vision of driving an RV across the country, but I wasn't the wind, the windy behind the wheel wasn't the windy at that time. It was actually, I, I kind of want to cry. It's actually the windy right now. It's this windy. And I thought, how in the world? What? And I just entertained the idea for a minute. I was like, what if that actually happened? What if I actually got out of this freaking mess and bought an RV and took a journey across the country. And what if I actually did that? And I thought there's no, I mean, I actually was like, there's no way that that can happen because I was in such a deep mess. Right. Um, and then I thought, you know what? It took the same amount of effort and energy to stay on that floor, bawling my eyes out actually more then for me to just get up off my ass, or as my Aunt Annie would say, pull up your your bootstraps, you know, pull up your bootstraps, honey, and <laughs> do something. I'm like, okay. Like it it came down to me finally taking control over my life and to become that author of my own story, right? So I got up and I drew a circle on a piece of paper. And I divided this circle into eight little like pieces of a pie, right? And then I wrote the in each piece of the pie there, I categorized it like health, uh, my personal growth, career, finances, everything. And then I ranked each one on a scale of zero, uh, one to 10, one being like dissatisfied, 10 being satisfied. And I ranked each area of my life. And I realized that every single one of them I ranked under a four, that I was dissatisfied in all areas of my life. And then I thought, well, what can I do to just get a little bit better each day? Like just increase that score by one. And what would be the first step that I would need to take to get out of this mess that I was in? So I concluded from all of that, I got to get a job. <laughs> a resume because I'd been self-employed mainly working with my husband for like the longest of time you know and I didn't have a resume I was like shit so I hired this company online within 24 hours they sent me my resume and I thought there was one thing too I thought well not not what is the worst that could happen what what's the best that could happen I was like and at this point, I had nothing to lose. I mean, so why not just go for it? So I literally sent my resume out everywhere, all over the world. I was like, I'm willing to move to Japan at this point. <laughs> I don't care. So I, I was living in Virginia at the time. I get a job offer in Chicago selling homes, which I had never done before, like new construction homes, cookie cutter homes, as I call it. And I thought, what the hell? Four weeks later, I'm driving a U-Haul from Virginia to Chicago. Never lived there. Never really been there before. Went through the airport, but that was about it. Um, a year later, this is crazy. I went from making $0 to a half a million dollars. Wow. Paid off all my debt um, and then bought the RV that I'm sitting in right now. So, yeah. Um, and I tell you, what got me through, I hated the job, by the way. Hated it. But sometimes we have to do some things we don't like to get to the things we love, in my opinion. So I kept... The entire time, every day I'd get up and go to work to this dreadful job. It was soul sucking. Um, uh, very appreciative. 
you know, I'm very grateful, but it was not for me. Wendy is not a corporate girl. Mm-mm. Don't, yeah. But I kept my eye on the prize the entire time, the keys to this RV. And it wasn't so much, had nothing to do, and I've been thinking about this lately because I'm right in the middle of writing a book, but it wasn't the physical, the material aspect of this RV. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with my freedom. It had to do with that. I knew once the keys were in my hand that I had regained my my independence and confidence and the love for myself. And that's all I needed. Sounds corny. It was like the keys to my heart. I'll just say it. But <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah. And then... um so, yeah. And then during that whole process, like after I had, uh, you know, chipped away at the mound of debt and then I knew in order for me to be driving an RV across the country, I needed a job that I could do remotely. And I thought, well, now's a good time as any. And I had always wanted to have my own show. And podcasting, as you know, was kind of like, even though it'd been around, it was like really starting to hit. I kept, and I was listening to podcasts as I was driving in my car to my dreadful job. I was listening to podcasts and I was like, why don't I just start a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And then I thought, what would I talk about? Like, well, I've certainly made over my midlife. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, So, yeah. So after I took off in the RV, well, let me back up a little bit. This is funny. Um. I had had my my heart set on this RV that I'm sitting in. And because of all the craziness of COVID, um, there was only one left in the entire country. And I was determined. I'm like, I'm not going to switch to a different. I was like, I had this like it was on my vision board. Dang it. I'm like, I'm getting this RV. Right. So I find one in the entire country. It's in Nashville. I flew. It's so funny. I flew on my day off. I went from Chicago to Nashville on a Saturday, bought the RV. I drove the RV back from Nashville to Chicago on Sunday. I walked in to my work on Monday morning and resigned. By the end of the week, I packed this sucker up and I was like, I am out of here. Oh my goodness gracious. Like, okay. First of all, this yeah. RV, you have this most beautiful bouge. It's like a home on wheels. And like, oh, it's a glamper. It is a glamper and good on you yeah. for setting your eye on the prize. And this one, you were taking this one home with you yeah, and making you. it your home. But okay. Yeah. Did you have any experience driving an RV before? Because I think of myself, I'm like, we have a, like a 36 foot trailer and then you add the 10 feet of the truck. And I'm like, if I actually drove this and I wasn't on a highway on a straight road and turned, I would run over people and cars and all sorts of things. So how do you have the confidence to jump in this RV and just go? A good question. What's funny is that after I had bought the RV and I'm there at Camping World in Nashville and buying all this stuff, I don't even know. I'm like, what am I buying? I was buying all these like hoses and I'm sorry where can I get some gloves please to hold these things and then it literally I was thinking like oh shit I gotta drive this thing so I remember I started it and the guy like gave me a 15 minute test drive with it which was great because he didn't take me on the highway but he actually took me on these little these little country roads and even said he's like Wendy Anybody can drive an RV on the highway, but he said, if you can drive this thing on this little winded road with all these trees hanging over, he's like, you got it. I was like, oh God. And I was, I was so nervous. And then I felt good when he was sitting there and then it was like, okay, I had to drop him back off at camping world. And it was time for me to drive all the way from Nashville to Chicago and it took me an hour just to change lanes because I was like, what if I hit? I'm like, I'm just imagining myself going, boom, kill it. Sorry, it's my first day driving, you know. But um, it was so funny. It sounds silly, but just changing lanes. I was like, 
That's right. I did that. So I was like, yeah. And then even my first time just filling up the RV or doing the hookups or putting the slide out out. I was like, oh, I did that. And it's it's just like the tiniest of things just made me feel stronger and more confident with myself. And, you know, we we are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And, you know, I it made me want to leap even more because now I realize I'm like, okay, I did that. It's like how hard is it right we got we've done we've done hard things in life especially like if you're a mom out there my god just being a mom is hard like surely you can drive an rv <laughs> yeah i've had three boys i'm like that's tough driving an rv piece of cake you got this yeah 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 so um yes it was very challenging but it makes you again realize um how much stronger you are and more resilient that you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to go back to the pie for a minute because a lot of people, you know, drawing out, if they're drawing out their circle right now, they're yep. slicing their pie up and they're rating these areas of their lives. Like yep. maybe sometimes people have like one or two areas that it's like, okay, these are the ones that I need to pay attention to. So you yeah. had like all areas. So how did you choose which one to yeah. start with? And like, yeah. what are some of the things that you did to enhance these areas of your life? Yeah, good question. So basically, I I knew, like, I, I'm all about the KISS principle. Keep it simple, silly, right? And sometimes we, we become, I me especially, I become so overwhelmed with things that it's like becomes analysis, wait, paralysis over analysis or paralysis from analysis, whatever the phrase is, right? To where you don't make a move at all because you're like, oh, this is too much. I can't handle it all. So I'm just going to stay right where I'm at and do nothing at all. Like, no, no, you got to chip away somehow, like little by little, step by step, you'll get there. So just choose one thing, one thing to make a difference. You can always a week later, add on to it, and then add another, add another. For me, considering everything had fallen apart, I knew that the very first thing that would kind of like almost be like a domino effect, right? Like, okay, get the job. Okay, that would probably be good. Make some money because then if I make money, I can start paying off the debt. And that'll probably help my mindset because I'll feel better about myself, right? Um, so for me, it was like, yes, choose like the worst category. And, and of course this thing became not a pie, but now it's called the wheel of midlife. Kind of had to tie that into the RV thing, you know? <laughs> so at least like, if, and you know what, your, your wheel isn't always going to be perfect. I never tried to reach for a 10 in any area of my life. It's always there. Like, cause we're not perfect right? Besides, I like to always try to improve somewhere in my life. But for me, I started with the area of career. Then that, of course, kind of spilled over into the finances category, right? Which also ended up helping my health, my personal growth, et cetera, et cetera. And then once those kind of started flowing themselves, right? They were kind of on cruise control, but on boom. Uh, then I started working on other things, considering I was in a new town, right? It was a new huge city. Then, all right, I need, maybe I need to work on my friendships. You know, maybe I need to meet some new people. And so I would go to a party or try to meet people or whatever, right? Um, I started eating better so that I was trying to improve my health. Um, Cause yeah, I had suffered from, I had black mold toxicity, Lyme disease. I mean, Every, yeah, my body was a mess um, and celiac disease. So I definitely had to improve all of that for myself. So yeah, it's there's always something to improve in, in your life, but keep it simple. Just pick one thing and just go little by little, I think. Mm, totally yeah. doable. Yeah, anybody can do that. Doable. Okay, yeah. So now you got this RV, you're like changing lanes. You're a boss. Like you can, <laughs> you can like drive an RV across the country. You can fly a plane now. Like you are just <laughs> living the dream life. Where did you go first? And like, where have your travels 
taking you? What is that like? Cause I think oh a lot of us, gosh. you know, dream about like, Oh, could I do that? What would it be like? Where would you go? Tell us all about it. You're so, you're so good at this, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I yeah, cause like you, you get into it, you know, you're like, yeah, I want to know more, <laughs> but you're probably asking questions like that. Everybody else wants to know. So it's really good. Yeah. Being in a podcast for myself. I'm always like, oh, you know, what do you say? What do you ask? You know? <laughs> um, so good question. Interestingly, when I took off, officially took off in the RV across the country, leaving Chicago, I had no idea where I was going to go. I had, and what's funny is that the year leading up to it, I went to Barnes and Noble. I bought all the, you know, the road trip books and I was like clipping everything and highlighting stuff. And then when it came time to finally take it off, I was like, I don't know where I want to go. And then I thought, why does it matter? How about I just drive? And there is beauty to that too, because I mean, I consider myself a spontaneous planner. Sometimes I'll have like some type of idea where I'm going to go, but I'm always willing to pivot when I need to pivot, which that's a life lesson in itself. Pivot when you need to pivot. But I really didn't have an idea. I knew I was heading west that I was going on Route 66, but I was just kind of planning it a few days at a time. Um. But then one of the first places I went to, I went to Cadillac Ranch in Texas in, in Amarillo, which was cool. That was the reel I posted on Instagram this morning. It's like good memories, you know. But um, I went to 10,000 Waves in New Mexico, Santa Fe, New Mexico, which Santa Fe is such. Have you have you been to Santa Fe? No. Oh, it's such a magical place. It's it's almost like Sedona. Have you been to Sedona? No, but I hear. Oh, like you better people. get in that RV and start driving. <laughs> <laughs> Those two places are have have been like the most um, spiritual awakening places. Just they're just it's hard to describe. But so I went to Ten Thousand Waves uh, in Santa Fe. They were doing a transformational journey. It was a ketamine journey, actually, which I had never done. But I thought, you know, when I was starting off on this whole journey for myself, this RV journey, I'm by myself, quit my job, here I am. And I felt like there was, with all the trauma I've experienced in my life, and unfortunately, I've been through a lot. I, I don't say unfortunately, I'd say fortunately, because I've learned from it, right? But there was, there was something that wasn't quite, and even with all the therapy I'd, I'd been through and everything else, I still felt like there was a little bit of something that had not quite released within me in my heart. And I was like, I need, I wanted to set myself free so bad. And so I ended up doing a ketamine journey at 10,000 waves and it was so amazing. And I had like a psychologist there and a guide there and it was great. And I'm so glad I did that because again, like getting, even getting back into behind the wheel of the RV after that whole experience, I felt even more empowered and more ready and, and more ready to shine my light in the world and not be concerned whether or not somebody might be allergic to my light or, you know, the nasty comments you get on social media. I'm like, whatever, you know, it's such a nice, relaxed feeling of just, just being, just being, you know, with yourself and being who you want to be and just letting it all go, just surrendering. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I feel like even myself, I'm like breaking this, this armor that I've built up on my body, yeah. like cracking it open, letting the light in, shedding layer after layer. Because when we think about it, like people aren't going to prefer yeah. you or like you anyways. Like when you're just putting on this persona or trying to be, you know, I am what was the biggest people pleaser ever. Oh, so, oh gosh. When you can yep. finally let that go and oh, just be who you are and people are going to like you or not like you yes. either way when you're just yourself, holy shit, it yeah. just is so much lighter. 
And I tell you what, I think um, it, it takes practice, right? It takes practice to be able to get to that to that point where you can just be and not be concerned with what people are thinking or saying or doing. And so, yeah, one of the greatest gifts that I gave to myself um, would, you know, here I was laying on that bathroom floor. Right. And when you really start to listen to your thoughts and you, you hear how you talk to yourself and I realized how mean I was to myself you know, like, oh, my God, Wendy, I can't believe you're here again. I can't believe you did that. Like, oh, my gosh, get your shit together. Like, ah, and it was just like this nagging voice. I was like, golly, like, would my Aunt Annie talk to me like that, you know? And so I decided that, you know, and then there was that other voice, that other sweet, kind voice that would like, it's everything's going to be OK. It's going to be all right. So I decided that I would make the cheerleader in my head, if you will, louder than my critic, that I I knew that I had that choice to become my best friend or my worst enemy. Right. So and it was all it was up to me. So I thought it almost was kind of like um, learning where you have control in your life, that you do have control over you. And then it's it's not up to the world to decide who you are. It's up to you. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like how you bring up that point. It's these tiny things. Cause like when I'm, you know, cracking open and being more of myself and authentic yeah. and being my truth, it's like, it could be as simple as starting as like, Oh no, thank you. I actually don't want to go to that restaurant or yeah, I'll stay yes. home instead of going for the yep. walk or like those simple yep. little things where normally you just, you know, yep. go with the flow and please, where you're actually like, no, actually, no, thank you. Like so simple yes. and little that starts. Yeah, that you're way. so right. Yeah. I, I feel like um, there's also confusion too. I feel like when people think that in order to stand up for yourself, you have to like be a crazy person and be like, no, no, you're like, actually, I like, I, I find it more powerful. And I've even had someone like would say something to me or whatever. And in a very subtle kind way. I don't want to go to that restaurant. Like, oh, cool. Okay. You know, <laughs> but you don't have to flip out. You don't have to freak out. And the thing is the people that know you, like, if you decide like, you know what, I'm going to start loving myself more. I'm going to start voicing my opinion more. I'm actually going to go for a job that I love and I'm actually going to change my life. First of all, you don't have to explain shit to anyone. You just do it. And they may or may not like it. And that's okay. You got to keep like your eye on the prizes yourself, your own peace, your own joy, your own happiness. And the people that love you, you really find out who who your friends are, who loves you, right? Because the people that will stand by you, no matter what you decide to do in your life, like they will stand by you and they'll be like, maybe at first we're like, oh, she's, she's acting a little strange. Like she actually said she wanted to go to a different restaurant. What? You know, um, but eventually they see like who you are, who you're wanting to be, and they love you unconditionally. But the most the most important unconditional love that you can have is for yourself. So it's it's interesting to see though, once you start to love yourself, how your life will just unfold so effortlessly. It's wild. Mm -hmm. And as you yeah. say that, it just made me think of you know, you describing earlier, this person who you were, that wasn't yeah. yet that person driving yes. this RV, you're a different person. So yeah. I think a lot of times we understand that with ourselves, like, I don't want to be who I was yesterday or a week ago or a month ago. And when I'm 99, I still want to be evolving and growing yes. and changing my perspective. And that's just it till the very end. But yep. then sometimes when other people are making these changes and leaps in their lives and they, they aren't the person that they were, well, then we maybe don't invite or allow that. So it, it yes. kind of goes both ways because 
when we allow ourselves to envision this person and work towards Mm. that vision that we have, that we know that's there. And when we allow other people to follow their own vision, whatever that looks like, it just creates so much more harmony. I'm so glad you said that because, um, you know, for those out there listening, I, I encourage you to, to just sit down and just freely write out the woman that the woman or man that you want to be and don't hold back, be untethered, just come, just write out who you would love to be. Not just, I mean, you can, you can write whatever the heck you want. You can write about what you'd look like, you know, what you would sound like, how you would carry yourself, how, how you would walk into a room how you would feel on a daily basis. What would you eat? What would you think about? What would you be planning for your day? And I did that back then. And and you have to step into that person now. You don't wait until that person shows up. You step, you start act. I mean, think about it. We're all, we can act however we want, right? Like so then you might as well, again, you put in the same amount of effort, act like a strong, amazing, beautiful being. It takes the same amount of effort. And again, it takes practice. So you don't become this person overnight. It takes practice. And then one day you wake up and you're like, damn, I became that person that I wrote about. You know, it is like the coolest thing, but you have that power to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell us what is a typical day in your life or week in your life as you're gallivanting around the country? Like what does that entail? Great question. Um, so it depends. It depends on what's going on. The podcast, as you know, um, since you are a podcast yourself, it keeps me super duper busy. And then with between TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, what else out there? Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, and now threads. Are you on it, the new threads? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm exhausted. But <laughs> But I'm also very grateful because I'm like, you know what, though, I can finally share Wendy with the world and I'm just going to put my stuff out there. If you like it, great. If not, just send it right back. I don't care. But um, so I usually my mornings start here. I'm I'm usually working on I'm well and I'm writing a book right now, too. It's called Women Waking Up. I love that title. So wake up, girls. Uh, so yeah, so I'm working on that proposal right now. Hopefully it'll be going to publishers here in the next week or two. Send me good vibes. Send me good Candace vibes. (laughs) Um, yeah. Recording podcasts. I do two podcast episodes per week. So I do a lot of interviewing, a lot of guests, lots of experts on the show. You need to be on the show too, my dear. (laughs) I would absolutely love to. We'll just continue the conversation. Yeah. And then, of course, I do a lot of guesting. I'm on other podcasts. I do a lot of stuff for social media. Um, But then when I'm not doing all of that, I love hiking. I love cooking. I love grilling. I love just hanging outside with my little bitty doggie. And uh, yeah, just and then connecting with my kids and and trying to keep my wheel, my wheel of midlife rolling nice and smoothly. So yeah, yeah, that's me wow. in a nutty nutshell. So what is some of like, now that you're living this life that just, you know, midlife doesn't have yeah. to be this, you know, downhill, you don't get to like the mountain and go downhill. Like you're smooth sailing, oh. you're climbing mountains, like yeah. midlife is <laughs> grand. So um, what is some, or have you got any feedback from people who watch that are inspired that are like, thank you. Like you have given me this light and this, yeah. um, belief in myself that I can too really adore yeah. and love the life that I'm living. What's wild is sometimes I get messages from people. They're like, I just bought an RV and I'm taking off. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> you do that no I'm just kidding <laughs> did you listen to a crazy woman or what um you know what's interesting though 
you know what I hear the most is that I want to do what you're doing, but I don't have the courage. Mm. Courage is the biggest thing the, besides the word energy that I hear about me. I hear the word courage. And how do you get courage? You get courage by leaping, by quitting your job, by having that difficult conversation with someone, by, you know, taking off in an RV, by whatever it is. It's doing the hard shit in life that brings you the courage. I, I can't give you a bottle of courage. You have to fill up that bottle of courage yourself by actually taking action. And you learn from it. And, and here's the thing. I don't believe in mistakes. I only believe in retakes, right? So it's okay. Like you, like I use, I'm recovering perfectionist. I used to not leap because I was so worried that I wouldn't say something right, do something right. The lighting wouldn't be right. I mean, the, the craziest of things that I wouldn't, I'd be like, okay, I'll just stay right where I'm at. I'll just, I'm going to go ahead and settle with mediocrity because I'm too worried that it's not going to be perfect. I, life is way too short. I know that's so cliche, but I think about, so my brother passed away. He was 49 years old. My ex-husband died at the age of 26. And so I think about him a lot. Like if he could say like, oh, if I had one more day at life, like, what would I do? And life is so short. Like you, we, some of us, you know, he never made it to quote unquote midlife, the typical 40 to 60 year old that he never made it there. So when I think about whether or not I should do something, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm still breathing. Of course. Right. Matter of fact, there's uh, the gentleman, this couple that's um, across from me right now in the RV park. Um, they're probably, I think they're probably in their 70s. And their goal is they're going through all 50 states. And they are, they're always gone. They take their car and they go to all these places in Oregon, you know. Um, and then they're telling me, oh, we're going to Washington next. We're going to do this and that. And we're like, and they said, they're like, we're trying to do as much as we can because we don't know how much time we have left. I'm like, you are so right. And if only we would think that way when we're in our 20s, our 30s, or 40s, because we don't know, right? We, mm -hmm. we have no idea. We have absolutely no idea when we take our last breath. And don't have any regrets in life. You know, I mean, don't, you don't want to be on your deathbed and thinking, damn, I should have done this, or I should have taken that, you know, that cruise, or I should have, I should have asked that guy out or whatever. I mean, just go for it. You have absolutely nothing to lose. I yeah. love that so much. Um, <laughs> I, a few years ago, I had this permanent teaching position. I taught for seven years and I decided, like my husband and I, we always said, one day, one day we're going to live day. in BC, one day, yep. one day in my next life, in my next life. And then finally I woke up and I'm like, okay, hey, you don't know if you're going to like have a next life, you know, you're, you're living this life. So when I decided, okay, I'm giving up this permanent position. And some yep. people thought I was crazy. They're like, oh my gosh, you could have this position to retirement. You could always have benefits. You've got a pension mm -hmm. in this. And I'm thinking, well, Hey, I don't know if I'm going to even live to get the pension. That's not what I'm living for. And this one coworker said to me, well, why don't you just wait till you retire and then move? And I'm uh, like, what? Like, I don't want to wait 30 <laughs> years to live the life that I want to live. Like I want to live it now. So that yeah. sounds so bizarre. Why am I going to wait yeah. 30 years when I, you know, Anyways, yep. I ended up moving, resigning, moving. Uh, it didn't work out. Three months later, I moved back and it was the best thing that ever happened with the way, you know, now that I'm looking yep. back at the dots and that the way that they yes, right? did, but yep. I'm like, you got to take the leap. Cause like you say, it's yep. like the retakes or when you look back, you, you understand it. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of us are so scared of like, well, what if it doesn't work out? But it's it always work works out. out. It yeah, always works always out. It's going to work out the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. And you got to trust yourself, 
It's the biggest thing. You can do it. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is Julia Cameron, leap and the net will appear. And I said this, uh, I, I had a guest on the show, or I think I was a guest on the show. And she said, but the net doesn't always appear. And I said, it does. I said, you're the net. That's the point. Leap and the net will appear. Like, be your own net. Catch yourself. It's It's okay. And you keep just... I think it's part of like, I mean, mindfulness is such a word that's thrown around these days, right? But being mindful is just being aware of yourself, your thoughts, what you're doing, your actions, your inactions. I would say inaction is worse than action, <laughs> right? I mean, at least if you're taking action, you're doing something, you're, you, you're putting, you're putting the, okay, here's another pun, wheels in motion. <laughs> You're putting the wheels in motion. You've got the energy flowing. You've got, you You have more options when you're taking action, right? I mean, I, I am guilty of staying in the same thing, thinking that something's going to change, right? What is that? That's another quote from Einstein. So oh, like, the insanity, the like it's- the, Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Doing the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah, expecting, expecting a different- that, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. You got to change it up. You got, you have to be, I mean, it's better to be proactive than reactive. Mm. I mean, a lot of times in life, like we're waiting for something to happen and then, but, you know, as, I mean, look at COVID. That was such, a, it all threw us into reaction mode. Whether we wanted to, we had to change whether we liked it or not. Mm, absolutely. So instead, be proactive and make the changes yourself. You don't have to wait for, you know, some pandemic to change your life. Absolutely. Yeah. I heard something yeah. recently, Samantha Skelly, she's a breathwork facilitator. And uh, she was talking about like yeah. making decisions, not from your mind that logical ego yeah. not from your emotions because your emotions run wild yeah from your intuition like your intuition will pull you forward that's where you should yep. make your decision so now as you are you know been on the road traveling from place to place you're now yeah. writing this book how do you, it's amazing. It's like, so Thank there's you. so much good stuff out there. It's like dabbling it all. <laughs> um, but how do you know when it's the right decision for you? Are there any practices? Are there anything that you, you do or you feel to know like, oh, this is the next route? That's yeah, that's a good question. Um, and something I, I wanted to bring up too, and I'll tie that all back into it. But I, one of my dreams um, was to live in Europe. And so this past year I moved to Portugal. So I actually, when I'm not RVing in the U S I'm living in Madeira, Portugal, it's a little Island off the coast of Africa. And how did I decide when it was time to, okay, let's take that leap and go to Madeira. Portugal like what the hell like, <laughs> like let's quit our job and take off in an RV let's start a show I mean and I think what it is I don't I think it's a process really I think it's a process of going back to being mindful getting quiet tuning in to yourself and speaking of Julia Cameron um have you read her book I'm um, reading it now. The artist stop way. It. Um, Are you serious? I have decided this summer that I'm consuming That's less weird. and creating more because I have all these creative projects, but the only, and normally in the summer, I like eat up books. And my husband's like, where did you go? I'm like, oh, there's so many good books. But this summer I'm like, no, the only book that I'm allowing myself to read because I have to take the action is the artist way. And I think I'm on okay. week four or five. Stop it. I have goosebumps. That's so weird. I see. I've always felt like we were really connected, you know, like I just, yeah. okay. That's, that's so wild. So yeah, the artist way, I don't know if you got to the point yet about journaling. And I, I learned this from like years and years ago when I read the, the artist way, but the best thing to do, um, it, you wake up in the morning, like go get your cup of coffee or whatever. 
Don't talk to anybody. Yeah. You get your journal. Get your pen. And just write. With, don't think. Don't filter. Don't just, just write out whatever comes to your mind. Or actually, it's more like, and the reason you do that right after you wake up is because I'm going to get a little scientific here because your brain waves are not quite, you're not at beta yet, right? You're like delta sleeping, theta, then alpha, then beta. Theta and alpha is like your creative, you, that's your cr nice creative zone. And that's when you're not fully, your brain's not fully awake yet. So you can just like your, your heart and your soul is just pouring out on the page and I mean, some mornings, I'd, I don't even know what the hell I wrote. I'd be like, oh, it's going to rain today. And burp, 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 burp. it'd be nothing important, you know, but it was just getting the thoughts out onto the page. And it was like, ah, oh. and I always wrote, okay, at least one page at close it done. I never, I would never read my journals again. Like that was it. But that helps you to tune in to your heart, to your soul, to your intuition. And it's all goes back to practice. The more you you practice things like that, meditation, if you want to do meditation, some meditation, there was actually a, a guest that I had had said this, meditation doesn't always have to be just sitting there in silence, right? The goal of meditation is not so much to stop your thoughts. It's just, just watch, just observe right? So getting quiet, listening to your thoughts, but meditation can also just be going on a hike. Like hiking actually is one of my favorite things because it's hard to not, it, you, I can't even think about other things because I'm just watching to make sure I don't fall off the trail. No, <laughs> but, you know, but it does make you pay attention and your, and your mind is quiet because it's just so engaged. So whatever that, if you're out there, you like pottery or painting or doing something that just engages your, your mind and you're not sitting there thinking about just whatever. Right. Um, but that helps you to get more connected to your heart and soul. And then to be able to make decisions based on more of what your soul's calling is. Mm hmm. I know for yeah. me, it's like bike pedal biking, walking, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. driving. It's like, oh, all of the things yeah. flow in all the downloads. Yeah. And I would say too, like change things up. I mean, I, I look at life as like a, a buffet, right? You, you go up there, sample what you want. If you like it, great. Go back for more. If you don't like it, cool. You just leave that there. But just sample some things in life. Who knows? I mean, I didn't even know if I'd like RVing. I was like, oh my God, I just bought this freaking RV. I don't even know if I'm like this. <laughs> you know, I didn't know if I'd like podcasting. I didn't know if I'd like any of that crap, but I like it. Cool. You know, and if I hadn't liked it, no problem. I'll pivot and I'll do something else. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So now that you are like at this point, midlife-ish, um, what are some things that you are wanting to call in in this like next half? Are there any other things right now that are on your heart, in your soul, in your mind that you're like, ooh, this is like something I'd love to do or try? Yes. Great question again. Um, yes. So for me, my next chapter coming up here, uh, be officially become a author. Uh, it's always been a dream of mine to have my own book. I, I can't, I, I promise you the moment that book comes into my hand, I will ball like a baby. I'll be like, oh my God, I finally did it. Look at my name. It's on a book, you know? And then the moment I happen to see it like in an airport, you know, shop or at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. I will get on the floor and just ball my eyes out. Um, <laughs> It'll be another moment on the floor, but oh, this one like happy oh, tears. Gosh. Yes. And I want to go back to teaching retreats. I used to teach retreats and I love it's small retreats. So I've always wanted to have like a, I don't know, do like a midlife makeover. I don't want to call it a retreat. I'm going to call it a me treat. Like you treat your, treat yourself, yeah. midlife makeover, me treat. You like that? Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think that would be really cool. So I want to start teaching retreats, maybe do that in Madeira. That would be cool in Portugal. Um, I want to continue to build the podcast. I love it. I, I, I learned so much from my guests and I, I, I love it. It's, it is hard work, um, doing the podcast, but I love every second of it. And I want to have Matthew McConaughey on the show. That's my dream. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. He's so, and you know what? He's an RVer. Oh, you okay, definitely if, have to have him. On. I know if you have not read his book or I would actually recommend if you want to give yourself a break from reading, I know like you're, you know, doing the, the creative thing, listen to his audiobook green lights. It is the bomb. It is the, it is so good. So good. So yeah, I want to have Matthew McConaughey on the show. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, I'm following my kiss principle. Keep it simple, silly. Um, I am just focusing on the podcast, the book and, uh, doing some retreats. And then I want to travel more of the world. Mm. Uh, so I'd like to, I'm actually working on my citizenship right now for Portugal. And then that way I can get into the EU anytime I want. And I'm gonna go to Italy and Spain and Greece and all those cool places in Germany and go back to France. I w- used to go to school in Paris. So I want to go back there. So yeah, that's, those are my dreams and I'm sticking to it. Oh, I love it. I love it all. Yeah. After you, after you get Matthew on, connect him <laughs> with me. I know he's on my list. Connect him with me. He's so yeah, like down to you. earth. Cool. Yeah. Send him my way after he's done with you. And, and I, I'll definitely want to chat with you him. You know what I'll do? Once, once I get him on the show, then I'll just, I'll be like, Hey, come meet. And then you'll just pop in right here on the screen. I'll be like, yeah. Oh, sorry, Matthew. This is my, this is my co-host Candace for the day. absolutely we're doing it okay so now as we're kind of closing off is there any like any final thoughts message anything that you want to the listeners to know Mm -hmm. if they're in a spot right now where their their wheel isn't you know it ain't rolling it ain't rolling it ain't rolling and yeah you know there's so much possibility out there and things, their current situation doesn't have to be the destination. What would you say to them? What are some simple little things that they can shift to start Mm -hmm. this change? Good question. First of all, become your own best friend. Yeah. Like really, really love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Listen to your thoughts change your thoughts and the saying is change your thoughts and you'll change your world start there though i mean i think as women especially we god we can be so cruel to ourselves and we're so we're we're i mean we're excellent caretakers right excellent but we are not excellent about caring for ourselves so i would become a master at taking care of yourself and that's in every which way your thoughts your feelings, your emotions, uh, how you, what you feed your body, uh, what you feed your mind, everything. I would start there. And uh, with that, I love affirmations because, I mean, words are very powerful, right? I mean, here we are talking to ourselves with words and listening to words. Words are really powerful. So I would, I would recommend coming up with an affirmation that you say to yourself when you, when you start to feel a little weak or you're like, God, I can't do this, or I don't know, or have some type of phrase that you can say to yourself. And mine was as simple was, I was like, Wendy, you got this shit. That was my phrase. I'm like, Wendy, that enough, you know, enough, that like, stop it. You got this shit. You can handle it right? Just like when taking off in the RV, you got this shit, you can handle it. So you can handle whatever that affirmation is. Just pick one thing that you say to yourself and repeat it as many times as you possibly can till it's ingrained in your brain. Um, journal journaling is really good. Get those thoughts out and try something new. I mean, I don't know when this show will come out, but whatever, whenever this episode comes out, this week, 
I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a little homework in seven days, in the next seven days, do something you have never done before. Something. I don't care what it is. Like if it's taking a, a class in karate or I don't know anything, something you've never done before. And here's the thing too. Try to do it by yourself. Just you. Even if it's like, maybe you just go to a museum for the day by yourself. As a matter of fact, in Julia Cameron's book, she talks about that, like going on a field trip once a week. And it's so good for your soul, especially if it's something different you've never done before, a place you've never been and just go by yourself. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. is one of my favorite things about this, like taking yourself on these artist dates, like, Oh, it's so, so wonderful. And I just want to echo that. What you said was, you know, I practiced gratitude for like seven-ish years. I feel like that will change your life. But the one thing that I teach, and even with my students, like first day of school that get gifted with a gratitude journal, but then the piece, the missing piece that I found, it's like, you can be grateful until the cows come home. But if you do not love yourself- Oh, that's the missing piece. So then what I added was it like, what do you love about yourself at the bottom? So when you can really truly love being alone, being quiet, sitting with yourself, enjoying your own company, being your own best friend, Mm -hmm. like that will transform and change everything. So I think that is like the perfect place to start. Cause when you love yeah, yourself, I, other people will, will feel. That oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Question for you. What do you, what does Candace love about herself? Oh my gosh. Okay. So many things. And this was so uncomfortable just for everybody listening when I first started it, because I can give a million compliments, but then to actually be like, Oh, it, it was so uncomfortable. I love my, um, adventure, my spontaneity. Mm-hmm. I love how caring I am. Oh. I love how connected I am and curious about people. I love my vibrant energy. I mm-hmm. love that I do the simple things in life and adventure and get outside. I love that I spice up life and it's su- such a variety of things. Like there's so many things like I could go on and on and on. I know that's so funny, but so great. uh, Yes. Doesn't it feel good? Yeah. To be at that place where you actually feel it and actually can say it without feeling weird or uncomfortable because we're all these like most beautiful beings here. And it's like, well, you can give that away, but it's just like the infinity symbol. You have to, you know, you can give, but you don't want to put a block in it. You got to receive it from yeah. yourself. And that's something that I'm working on too, is receiving love from others. Cause boy, do I just like give it out. But now I'm like, okay, yep. I've got to heal and oh, so yes. from yeah, all of my past healing, all that stuff. So I can really receive it back. But yep. yeah, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. To just to open your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. I have loved having you on. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> I like a five hour long podcast episode. <laughs> part two, uh, part three, part four. Yeah. And then, yeah. Love it all. Um, so you. you said you are everywhere. You are everywhere on all the platforms. What's your like main handle? We can link it all in the show notes, but yes, where can everybody yep. follow along? Yeah. Thank you. So wendyvalentine.com is my website. So if there's one thing you're going to remember, just go there, right? That's the central hub. Um, From there, you can listen to the podcast, Uh, but the podcast, the midlife makeover show is all it. That's everywhere too. Apple, Google, Spotify. I think it's on audible too. Um, Yeah. And even if you just type in the word midlife in any of those podcasting, I pop up there. You'll see my, uh, here's my face on like, (laughs) you'll see me laughing on the cover of my podcast. Um, But anyways, yeah. So as far as Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all them, uh, Wendy Valentine, the midlife makeover show, you'll find me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. It's it's a colorful page, so I'll forewarn you. It's colorful, it's bright, it's it's loud. <laughs> loud yeah. and in your face and yeah, but if you yeah, I mean it's also I think to him like, what would I want to see? You know, it's like I want to laugh. I want to smile. I need to be inspired. So yes, that's, I create everything from that mindset. So hopefully it'll make you smile and laugh and just give you hope that you got this shit. You got this shit. Okay. We will end it at that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I've loved every second of it and I cannot wait till your book comes out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of All Things Relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.